Welcome back to another episode of Lies My Mother Told. But she didn't know, though. <laughs> and I am your host, Tasha, from Confessions of a Christian Girl. And this is my beautiful, extraordinary co-host, Sade. Hello. Hi, folks. How are we? I hope all is well. All right. This is a six-week uh, mini-series where we're going to be tackling some transgenerational trauma issues, uh, especially with women. And I'm super excited. But before we even go further into that, girl, did you see Did you see the thing with Ebony Williams and Yama? How could I not see it? Would you date a bus driver? Ebony and Miss Ayala were having a, a conversation. Ebony was interviewing Miss Ayala. She asked her a question. And instead of responding to the question, Miss Ayala came back with a question. And the question was, would you date a bus driver? And Ebony basically said, Owns the bus. If he owned the bus. In the midst of their interview, I felt like both sides were somewhat received, although they didn't share the same sentiment. Miss Ayala basically said, well, I would date a bus driver as long as he treated me well, as long as he made me feel special, as long as he treated his mother, you know, well, things like that. And, you know, of course, Miss Ayala also said that she would make sure to have her prenup in place, but she would she would love to be with a man that she can build with. And a bus driver may just be that type of man that she could build with. Ebony's point of view at what I'm gathering was she basically was saying, well, you know, she would prefer someone who's already established who's already established exactly. So, no, she wouldn't necessarily date the bus driver unless he owned it. The streets is saying a lot more, though. People are getting very frustrated, very offended. They're making it a black thing. While I do want to note that Ebony didn't specify black or white. And Miss Ayanna, when asking her question, didn't specify black or white or Asian or whatever the race. So black people like we do, this is a thing, and I'm just going to say it. We love to make it personal. <laughs> so everyone that's speaking on it is making it personal. And they are not happy with Ebony for the most part. And, I mean, if you want to make it personal, if you're not listening, if you don't actually know the context behind the thing, you might agree with what everyone else is saying. But, yeah, let's talk about what the streets are actually saying. So the social media streets are in an uproar, and specifically Black women. In a nutshell, the the conversation is more so why are Black women encouraged to date down? Um, and, I, and I'm going to say this. I don't have that many um, wonderful friends. Um, mm -hmm. Sade is a little bit more cultured than myself. And so I don't really know if this is the same conversation happening in the Hispanic community, in the Asian community, um, in the Caucasian. I don't know. The main consensus is why are black women being encouraged to date down? And so I want to start off with here is, well, let, first of all, let's define and tackle what is the definition of dating down? Because mm. I think that, first of all, that term is very frustrating for me. Um, and I look at it from a perspective of, well, before I even get offended, let's clarify what you mean by dating down. It sounds like from Ebony and Missy Ayanla's conversation, it sounds like they are saying financially. That's mm -hmm. what it means. Right. But in your thoughts, what, what do you mean? What do you think? I do. Well, as far as Ebony, I do believe she was coming from the perspective of, well, she would love, not love. I don't know if that's what she meant, but she, 
she the bus driver owning the bus meaning that he has a little bit more stability behind him whereas the bus driver who just who only drives the bus may not have as much stability so i think it is a financial um factor there as far as ebony's response yes okay i'm married right mm -hmm. so there's no dating anymore now i'm with my husband we are on this journey but before you know meeting my husband or even at the beginning when we were in the dating stage it of course these things were factors these as far as financials and how stable might he have been or how stable i was as you know a single woman at the time so of course these are things that i think and when it comes to women talking about men and dating it, there's always the financial life, I believe. And I'm just going to be honest. Like, I'm a woman. I can admit that. We always want to make sure that whoever it is that we are seeing, dating, whether it be seriously or exclusively, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. is somewhat stable in their livelihoods, right? Of course. I mean, I think that's important. Money, finances are the biggest factors when it comes to marriages and relationships being, you know, tight-knit. They are also, finances is also the one of the number one reasons for divorce. So, I mean, definitely financial to answer your question. Okay. Um, and like I said, you guys, uh, just go ahead and start giving me grace now. Okay. Just, just start now because I might say a few things. Some might agree. Some might disagree. Um, again, going back to the initial question, why are black Christian women told to date down? I find it very troubling. I think no good woman is waking up and saying, give me a man who does not have it together. And here's the thing, different women and different men require different things that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But I think the general consensus across the board should be, should be, is that you're looking for stability. Right. So in Ebony's case, she's a woman of a, a different tax bracket. So mm -hmm. what she might be looking for is different, but let's bring it down to the everyday woman. The, one of the things that is really discouraging to me is number one, that one up, one down concept. What is this invisible caste system we're acting like still exists? Like, first of all, that's very, very troubling. Um, I think less than it being about money, I really feel like it was more about stability mm -hmm. that I want somebody who has a plan, who has a goal. Right. The truth of the matter is you don't wake up and you have money. Somebody, a man who has some level of wealth there, unless you are a trust fund baby, there's even a level of, of intelligence mm -hmm. that is necessary and required to maintain that money and grow it. But That's for true. a man who has a massive certain amount of wealth, it already says that he's intelligent, that he is somewhat ambitious. There's so many other different things that I think that that financial part um, represents. And so I, I find it very troubling. And, and just even as a single woman, I feel as though there's so many times where I have to defend myself, defend my desires. And it's very sad because I feel like I mostly have to defend it from older generations. And I think it's crazy to me because it's like the same people who was like, don't date, don't date, don't date. They're having heart attacks because I'm 30 something and still not married. But the truth of the matter is you never told me what to look for. Nobody right. ever sat down and taught me, this is what you're looking for in a partner. This is what, you know, uh, what you want to bring home. And so I have had to go on the journey of figuring out what it is that I want, what it is that I'm looking for, what's compatible with my personality, what's compatible with my call. Now on the flip side is sometimes men who have a certain amount of wealth, there are a certain amount of issues that come with that and mm -hmm. come with that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I want to be very fair and balanced. But I think that it's uh, 
this type of conversation is what's lending itself to this is why a lot of women are entering. I think that we're going to call it the Christian feminist movement, relationship disappointments. Right. I that agree. has that has breed discontentment. And so we have multiple groups of women. Um, we have the, the I don't need a man ideology. Um, there's a group of women who honestly have given up just maybe because they feel as though the dating pool is a little bit smaller or, you know, the kind of men they want are not available. That's a real conversation. Um, I also think oppression. And I also think that perverted submission doctrine that we are uh, taught mm -hmm. in church. So I want to talk about each of those different groups with my, with my co-host here, because there's a lot to break down. I see and understand the conversation from both sides of what they're saying. But I feel as though Generation X, I believe that's the generation Missy Ayanla is, is part of. Yeah. I feel as though they're justifying um, their decisions and quote unquote dating down um, from the type of men that they have been with just to have the optics and the appearance of successful relationships because no shade to Miss Ayanla. She's been in multiple relationships that were not successful. Um, and, Very true. and by the time this airs, there has been follow-up conversations in social media where both Ebony and uh, Miss Ayanla also further explain their point of view. And so she does express some regret because she had, she said, a mentality similar to Ebony. But I almost guarantee that I don't want to say that she wasn't in Ebony's tax bracket earlier on in life. I don't know what her story is, but it's a lot to break down. So Sade, I'm just going to like, this, where do we start with this one? Where do, where do we start? Where, how do we learn from the, the mistakes of Generation X? How do we learn from the mistakes of our mothers? Because clearly this mindset or these multiple mindsets didn't come out of nowhere. It started no. somewhere. No, totally. It totally started somewhere. Again, speaking to the whole transgenerational trauma, these are things that we are conditioned, like as far as the ideologies that women are taking on in today's, you know, um, in today's world. So I think we can, you know, going back to the conversation of the transgenerational trauma, right? So these are all effects from transgenerational trauma. Even Miss Ayanla, who's a generational, who's Generation X, I'm sure has suffered or struggled or has been affected, impacted somehow by her own transgenerational trauma. We don't even, we're oblivious to it for the most part. We're oblivious until someone points it out, until maybe we come to one day on our own, right? And realize like, okay, I realize where this is coming from. These are cycles. These are, are you know, me trying to avoid the pitfalls that my mom might've made. But in trying to avoid some of the pitfalls my mom made, I succumb to another type of pitfall. Or you have the woman today who is, you know, the go-getter. She's the hustler. She's taking on these masculine roles that women, especially in the Generation X, did not take on. And in essence, we are in this position to either miss some pretty decent men who might be bus drivers with dreams as in addition to their bus driving, like their role as a bus driver, mm -hmm. or we are going for the guy with the money because, oh, we feel like they can give us the stability, the, st the stability that we need, but they may not have, they may lack the emotional, you know, um, requirements that's also necessary. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like a, it's like a, you have to kind of pick, it's almost as if you have to pick 
what you would rather. Would you rather the stability mm-hmm. or would you would rather more the emotional connection? Because both are very important. I would rather both, <laughs> but I realize, you know, you just don't get everything mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships. There's going to be something that you're going to have to just lean on God <laughs> for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that's just where we are right now, as far as the climate and dating and what dating even looks like in today's world, people are picking one or the other. And the vast majority are going for the rich guy, the vast majority, at least they're seeking that guy and mm-hmm. ignoring all the other issues. Right. Which is, dangerous as well like Mm -hmm. yes lack of stability is a problem but lack of like some emotion and and affection and you know respect because that's another thing i feel like that are is lacking in those in certain kinds of relationships where it's about the money there's like a lack of respect most times in those relationships and then those things lead to even further even more discontentment i've so i've seen certain figures out there in the tiktok instagram facebook world and respond to this conversation i think uh about exactly what they're looking for i think what's sad is this is exactly what happens to a generation who decides to do things outside of the will of god that part. This is exactly what happens when you say you don't want prayer in schools. That part. So, I'm going to tell mm. you right now, because the devil was started playing in people's brains in the 1960s and 70s. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Because that intelligence, we're struggling out here. We are dealing with things now that I think that what didn't really, maybe they exist, but not as big of a number as it was back then. It is now. That's that's the second point. I It's very sad because when I think about what the Bible says, right? Because that's what I'm. That's the lens that I'm trying to look through. What does the Word of God say? Okay, we know it's not. It's not certain things that have been expressively written now, but we can kind of gather some evidence from the Word, if not a straight up scripture, but through mm-hmm. events and circumstances. A lot of the men in the Old Testament had bread. Yeah, and they yes. loved God. Okay, yes. and that might vary. And and a lot of them, we see they started from somewhere. Jacob did not have much, all no, right? But, but he met he met up with Leah and Rachel and said, listen, I'm going to take the spotted ones and we're going to dip up out of here. And, it ta- and the Bible talks about how the Lord blessed what he had. You can see mm-hmm. Abraham. There's so many different examples. Even somebody like Joseph. We can call Joseph a trust fund baby. He lost everything. He went to prison. He had a really sketchy past. But at some point, he was able, you know, to get a 1099 with, uh, with Potiphar. So mm-hmm. I feel as though, we have so many examples of men who not only had a relationship with God, but had finances. Is there a possibility? What What is the link? I think that there's something missing. So I really want to put that out there. I said, this is what happens as a generation and as a group of people on this planet when we do things outside of the will of God. I'm not saying that when you love God, you automatically going to be rich. However, comma, I do believe that there are benefits to serving um, to serving God and that mm-hmm. he will bless the work of your hands, whatever level you find yourself on. Because right. the truth of the matter is, let's say you make $60,000. Let's say just for example, uh, some way, somehow, maybe somebody had a home that was passed on for one generation. You already don't have to deal with the overhead and the. Fi- do you know how much a lot of us can we do would do if we did not have to pay over? We did not have to pay mortgage. We can get a lot done. Or car payments. Or car payments. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So I feel like we also need to put a number on certain things because a lot of times I think what men, women forget sometimes the bigger bank account 
the bigger income, the more bills that you have. Very and true. so when you do all of those expenses and all those things, it might bring you to the man might be only making $60,000 a year. And so I think that there's so many different aspects of this that we need to address. But I think the general consensus is I see what the enemy is doing to discourage women. Yeah. I see it because yeah. let's also let's also make reference to the word of God in the book of Isaiah. It says that there will there there will be a time where it will be like seven women to one man and they will say, listen, we can pay our own way. We have our own homes. Just give us children. That right. sounds a lot like what's happening today. Um, I, and I believe this whole masculine thing, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Shade, I think Bishop Jake said something like this. I don't know if it was at the top of this year or at the end of last, but he talked about the whole masculine energy thing. Um, and I said, what's so frustrating about this conversation, y'all are acting like some of these, not just black women, but Christian women woke up and said, yes, we want to be masculine. Yeah. And so that it goes into one of the categories we mentioned earlier, which is that perverted submission doctrine or that oppression that women experience, especially in the house of God. I cannot tell you how many sermons that I've heard in different places that I was submitted to or went to church or even growing up in church as a little girl. One of my, um, memories and I thought about it before we had recorded today is we would go I honestly would go to the baby showers for the food I just <laughs> want to start off with that but there were so many times where the older women would give the woman who was getting married you know um advice and counsel and I'm gonna be honest as a kid I just certain things I was like really mm -hmm. it would be certain things like I, I never forget I can even name the person. That's how clear this memory is in my mind. She was telling her, it doesn't matter what is going on in your household, whatever's happening in your household, you keep it in your household. And she literally said, even if that man is beating you, you keep wow, it to yourself man, and that's... figure it out. So those are the type of things that I heard from baby boomers, from Generation X growing up. And so then when you hear those type of things, like, listen, like Esau, you get you get tired of the yoke on your neck and you want to throw it off. And sometimes I think that pushes women to go to the extreme and then you're out of balance. But I think, again, going back to the masculine thing, the enemy has set this system up in such a way where the fruit of it, the fruit that Generation X is complaining about, the fruit that baby boomers are complaining about. What about the seeds that were sown from you all's generation? Because this didn't start today. This started from somewhere. Let's talk about it going all, all the way back up to slavery in the United States of America. Let's take it that far back. Early 1920s, Black Renaissance, going up into civil rights, up until I think a, about late 60s, you mm -hmm. were told, bring the best that you can find home. Yeah, that was the, that was the, the encouragement to women. And I mean, and for the men, of course, a little different, but for women, we were to bring the best that we could find. You're right. Men also had a standard. Don't bring no crazy girl home. Bring somebody who can cook, clean, take care of your household and understands traditional roles. Now, let's have a continue to have a very honest conversation towards the 60s, 70s and 80s. We got a little free. OK. Yeah. All right. Civil rights. We were starting to feel ourselves a little bit more in America. And then we had the crack epidemic. So then now we're in the 80s. A lot of men are going to prison, displaced. Women have to step up. And one thing about a black woman, we carry the world on our back. 
back or just women in general. We are amazing. We right. can cook, clean, go to work, help with the homework, take care um, of kids, do everything, take care of kids while we're sick with a cold and we don't miss a beat. And so we have to also acknowledge what we've had to do, how the men were displaced. Women had to step up. Then there, it was the introduction of contraceptives. People could be a little bit more loose without consequences <laughs> because there was a time where what nobody and having the sex without being married. Okay. There was a time where that was still on. So there's consequences again, living and doing things outside of the will of God. We have to also acknowledge what we've had to do. However, I do think that I would love to see a resurrection. Um, and I think we are seeing it. That's why I'm, I'm a huge supporter of kingdom marriages. I don't just look at marriage as marriage. I understand what it looks like and what it represents in the earth because of the time that we live in. When you see a good couple that's together that you know God put together, it speaks without without even them saying anything. Yeah, it, it, it just speaks to, wow. Look at what God is doing in this earth. This is what it looks like for a couple to be together, regardless of what tax bracket it is, regardless of where they are. Does it make life, does, is life a little bit easier when finances is not a question? Absolutely. I, I, it, it does. And so I think that instead of saying, just, you know, bring home this X, Y, and Z, and then going to the extreme of, I don't want a man, I can do it by myself. It's because those relationship disappointments have breeded discontentment. And yeah. now here we are in 2023, having a conversation about why Ebony um, is wrong for saying that she does not, she shouldn't be with a bus driver. Right. Yeah. Again, I do believe that a lot of the offense, the offense for the for the most part was on the from the male perspective. Mm -hmm. Most of the men who commented on, you know, the conversation were offended. And I think they took it because they took it as, you know, well, something about her, her, I guess, ex-fiance was a white man and something about, you know, those those certain roles you typically will see a black man mm -hmm. holding so like the bus mm -hmm. driver you would typically see a bus driver sure. to be a black man so i think again a lot of the offense just comes from more of a per like personal black hurt and you know not to knock the bus driver like because again miss mm -hmm. ayanla's point was if my bus driver was a man with integrity and you know had a good heart and treated me well and treated his mother well and also had other ambitions that he was also pursuing why not like you you mentioned Jacob from the bible you know Jacob was a hard worker and and ended up having so much later on in life i think the conversation is where is the man at the point of his story where he's driving the bus. Is this in the beginning of his life? Is he having right. to rebuild? Because okay. let's 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 paint an average day picture. I'm just gonna go ahead and do that. Let's just say you're with a man, and I'm gonna say bus drivers make pretty decent money. Right, I mean, exactly. 50, 60000 dollars Come on. So, but let's be honest, more than likely to the point a, of Dr. Umar, there ooh. are bus drivers who make more money than college graduates or lawyers or there are tra um sanitation workers who make more money i mean this is these are all true these are all facts so this is why you can't judge a book by its cover i will i will also say this what fought against ebony in this interview her disposition sucked 
right. her disposition and and her her tone. So sometimes it's the sometimes it could be the right message but the wrong messenger right. on both ends. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all, I'm not listening to anything high priestess Iyanla is saying. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm so sorry. Skip skip me, please. I'm not gonna do it. Um, I want to I want to make this last point before I go ahead and land. And I think you said it earlier, choose your heart, because with every option, you're going to have to deal with something. Mm -hmm. Some women have to have the grace to deal with. OK, they may not have the bank X, Y and Z, but y'all had a conversation about, well, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. Because let's say you you are with a bus driver who's making what sixty thousand dollars a year, and I'm rounding up, right? Let that's a job that you're going to work at least six to eight hours, right? You have to include the time of getting ready and getting up, going to work, coming back home. If you have children, who's picking up the kids, who's taking care of them? For the most part, a lot of those responsibilities falls on the shoulders of the woman, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say he doesn't want to stay there. Let's say he wants to do something else. So then he maybe needs to go back to school three times a week. And this is maybe on average four to five years. Everything I just said is is difficult. Those are things that you can do when you don't have a lot of responsibility mm-hmm, and when mm-hmm. it's just you. I also think that, and, and here's one of the arguments that I heard online, if you are a man who does, does not have finances and you want to be married, do not marry until you are financially settled. That is what one person says, because I'll be very honest. It takes three to four years to really change your life. If education is the missing component or uh, mobility at work, it is you can get what you want as long as you execute a plan. So I think the biggest conversation we need to happen is it's not about our right now. It's about the execution of the plan and what that mentality is like and how they tap into their purpose. Because I'm going to tell you, my kids are they don't have the opportunity to choose their father. Mm. I'm doing that for them right now. Wow. Yeah. And the first example is they often say that women, we gravitate towards men like our fathers. There's just something in us. We just do it. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it depends on who your father is. Exactly. And then if you have not gone through a rewiring process, if you have not had a father, a good, you know, male role models and you know you haven't gone through the process of looking at God as your father and taking the time to study the word and finding people in your community who can kind of you know fill that spot you're going to have challenges in towards the men that you choose and therefore what kind of father are, are your kids going to have why is that important this conversation I intend to have conversations with my children by nonverbal and verbal communication this is what you look for mm. in a partner Mm. my sons can say, this is what you look for in a wife. This is Mm. what you're looking for. And Mm. then also to sitting down with them from a young age and telling them, I can't stop them from dating. I can't Mm -hmm. stop their attraction. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times is that the generation before they were trying to stop because they were so afraid we were going to get pregnant. But you also, but you didn't finish the sentence. I have to finish the sentence. I need to have conversations with them. Well, this is what you're looking for. This is the stability that you're you're looking for. You know what I mean? And have them start from a a place of continuing the journey, not starting from scratch, because a lot of women are starting from scratch. Right. It's true. And then to be an, a grown adult starting from scratch can be detrimental to the mm-hmm. whole process. Yeah. You, you typically fall for the wrong guy. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Because you don't know what's right and wrong. No one ever told you. You know, and this and this speaks to the whole lies my mother told conversation because you're right. Like they they okay. From my perspective, I can give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, she had two girls. So mm-hmm. all she, she didn't have boys. I feel mm-hmm. like my mom had a son. Maybe life in the house would have been a little bit different. 
maybe a little <laughs> bit better. Just because she would have to, she'd had to kind of juggle both. You know what I mean? We could see mm -hmm. both perspectives as a mother talking to her daughters, as a mother talking to her son. But because it was just us girls, I mean, my dad was there, but she wasn't having these conversations with us about men in front of mm -hmm. my dad. Mm -hmm. They were typically encouraged or discouraged because of my dad. <laughs> Whatever mm. issue she might have had with my dad, that's what, you know, inspired a particular conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so to say what to go off of what you were saying about, you know, we didn't get to choose who our father was while we were very, very stable. There were other I feel like emotional um, we were lacking in certain like my my mom, my parents, the relationship was lacking in certain emotional um, standards. And we were at the for forefront of that. So mm. for me choosing my husband was okay there's this aspect or there's this fact or there's this personality that I see in this guy that I don't like because mm -hmm. I didn't my mom didn't like it and it caused whatever in my household so mm -hmm. I you know of course I had to I don't maneuver. even know right maneuver and do connect the dots and disconnect mm -hmm. and all that stuff and then here I am with my husband. But again, like I said at the beginning, while I might have avoided certain pitfalls my mother made, I've totally landed in some others. But hmm. we gonna give God all the faith. I have all the faith in God and I'm doing this with God. And I'm so, I love what you said about making God my father for those who maybe didn't have the best mm -hmm. of fathers in their lives. You know, mm -hmm. the importance of leaning on God and the word and knowing the word. And I feel like, with every situation that we will ever discuss, it's always going to be that, mm -hmm. that you should always just go to God with it, go mm -hmm. to God with it. Stop trying to make the decision on your own, because for the most part, if you're doing it outside of God, you're not going to do it right. Mm -hmm. Even if it feels right, that's only going to be for a moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I loved, like, like I said, I loved what you said, because as a, as a child, I, okay, I grew up in the church, but I didn't grow up in the church. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. house was not churchy. Actually, <laughs> After church was after church. Yeah. There was no church after church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I didn't have certain foundations in my house. Like, okay, yes, we believed in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But that was it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. the foundation wasn't super tight in my house as far as me, my sister, my mom, my dad, mm -hmm. and Jesus. So there are a lot of things that I feel like mm -hmm. we we was a miss for me growing up. And so I made a lot of mistakes in my dating life. Mm. One thing I will say, though, I always knew that money or a man having a lot of money was not going to be the answer to all of my problems. And I knew mm. that because of my experience yeah. growing up in my household who with an affluent father, yeah. you know what I mean? So again, and this is going off of experience, going off of my mother's experience, because a lot of my decision-making was based on her decisions and her experiences. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, like I said, I really loved what you said when it came to leaning on God, when it comes to leaning on God and making God your father, making God your husband or mm -hmm. seeing your seeing God in your husband. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I um I was told that one time in one of our marriage counseling sessions where it's like, you know, while your husband shouldn't be your God, there are aspects of Jesus or God that you should find mm -hmm. in your husband. And if whatever that's not there, those are the things you need to be praying for. 
Mm. You don't just give up. You don't just walk away. You don't just divorce. And I get it. You know, sometimes we get into these fraudulent, we get into these, these, these relationships and it ends up being totally fraudulent. You know, it wasn't what <laughs> we ever thought it was going to be or what he said it was going to be. You know, they sell you this dream and then you get into it and then it's like, oh, what happened to we were going to be kings and queens. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, of course, you know, again, we're human, so we may fall. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really hard to get up. And as the woman, apparently, not apparently, but as the woman, it's our job to lift them up. But when it comes to a fraudulent relationship, mm, that might be a little too tough. Mm -hmm. So... Um, also to go back to what we first talked about as far as what does dating look like, right? Mm -hmm. Just to touch on it really quickly, and I don't want us to stay on this for too long, but the whole dating mm -hmm. aspect of things, there is the group of people who date just to date, not necessarily because they're mm -hmm. looking to be married, you know what I mean? Or they're looking to have something um, long term or something promising, you know, it's just just to it's just a date so it's a lot of wasted time that we're also talking about so you got women out here who are they don't they they've given up not just because of bad experiences but because so much time has been wasted and maybe mm. they're no longer the pick of the litter and then you get in and then there's another topic there's another aspect of settling because mm -hmm. so much time has been wasted so you just kind of settle for what you can get and <sighs> Also, I think I'm going to throw another one in here. The spirit of delay. The spirit of delay is a real thing. Yeah. That's and, and and that will, it might push you to also be like, again, that might, let me just take whatever or to adopt one of those, you know, groups that we talked about that I don't need a man kind of thing or giving up because the enemy has also played that. So I want to throw that point in there. No. And that speaks to the, and it's the same thing. Um, the wasted time, the delay, because I, I, I do believe that, when you don't know who you are in Christ, when you have no idea, you know, some of these, um, these, these, these doctrines or not even just doctrines, but again, when your foundation has been so shaky for so many years, mm -hmm. that's, that's the part that's like the trap, like the enemy literally threw that wrench in when you were two, mm -hmm. just so he can ruin your marriage or the potential of your marriage mm -hmm. or the potential of you meeting that guy or that the the man of your dreams. So these are all things that I think um, we have to be mindful of. Mm -hmm. Women of God, and I'm talking. I guess I'm, we're gonna call y'all out, women of God. We have to be mindful of these things and not allow for the Christian. What we're what we're basically saying to you guys is this Christian feminist movement is mm -hmm. not the move. Yeah. Well, the, I think uh, you've made a lot of good points. Um, and one of the things what you just hit on, I think this would be a really good time. And if you can go ahead and pray for anybody who might be listening where they, they, there's something in this conversation stirred up a little bit of something inside of you. And whether you have, feel like you're that woman who has given up, whether you're that woman who is over the perverted submission doctrines and the one-liners that preachers take from the Bible, make entire doctrines out of. If you are that woman who is just saying, I don't, I don't need a man, but deep, deep down, you really do. You, you still do. But like Shade say, for one reason or another, you're tired. Mm -hmm. um, and so Shade, just take a, uh, just a few minutes out just to pray for them really quickly. 
hearts. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this conversation, Lord, for it is a, it's not by accident that we are having this conversation. I'm sure for you have brought us here. You have brought each listener, each person, each heart. You have brought us here, Lord. We pray for healing for those who are going through a time of, of grieving, a time of hurt, a time of pain due to some type of abusive relationship or any abuse at all, Lord God, we ask that you would provide healing, provide a light that they may come to see and know that you are still there, even in the midst of heartache, Lord. Father God, I ask, oh God, that you would open the minds of those who have closed their minds to you who don't know you even. Father God, allow them to, 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 to come to an understanding of what is what is true and what is false. For there is so much false being discussed about and there is so much false being picked up as truth, Lord. So I pray that you would make truth, make truth to be made clear to these women, Lord, or even the men, Lord. Father God, let it, let truth prevail over the false. Let truth prevail that we may come to truly know who you are. And in knowing who you are, we will know who we are. And it, I feel like that is the answer for all things concerning us, Lord. I pray that you just step in concerning these women. Step in and make a move, a shift. Forget the Christian feminist movement, Lord, but allow the Christian movement to take place in every heart, in every life, for every listener, we ask that you bless these relationships that are going through rocky times. We ask that you bring together more Christian relationships, Lord God. We pray that your spirit would be present in our relationships, in our marriages, in our friendships, Lord God, in our businesses, in every aspect that we, what we shall involve ourselves, Lord God. May you be there. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for hearing us today. And we are trusting and are assured that all will be well in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, that's our time, y'all. Remember us to like, follow, and subscribe to more. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts. And more importantly, if you liked this episode, even if you hated it, share it with a friend and let's discuss. Make sure you're dropping down in the comment section and letting us know what you thought about this episode. And more importantly, come back for next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Lies My Mother Told. Bye now.